0: So, the big question is this, how are pitching coaches like us, who aren't lazy and driven by our ego, who actually care about getting every player better, how do we coach in a way that lets us break free from the status quo, see things differently, and impact each one of our players for the better, all while changing the landscape of this game? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andy Powers, and welcome to the Pitching Secrets Podcast. Hey, what's up guys? It's Andy here, and I'm really excited about this next episode that we're getting ready to dive into, and I think it's going to be one that you're going to find to be a, a really important one for you, especially in the time that we are currently in in, uh, in with the uh, with coming out of the quarantine and the containment and everything that we've been going through. And uh, so I'm really happy that you are here with me today and to, and to take a listen to this. And so what I want to talk about is basically what I see happening potentially, if we don't address it early on, when it comes to uh, kids starting to play again. And I think that the environment is, is really, really strong and ripe for injuries to occur and for things to go wrong, unfortunately, and that is because... Basically, you have a lot of kids that were getting ready to play or were just starting their seasons and playing, depending on where you're at in the country, and they were starting to get into it, and then all of a sudden they shut down, and they probably have been totally shut down, if you will, for the last three months or so. Maybe they've been able to throw a little bit, but most likely the chances of them being able to throw to the level that they needed to throw at to stay in what I call throwing shape uh, has been far from possible. And so now as states and, and leagues and tournaments and everything around the country are starting to open up, people are starting to want to get back into it, you have this this uh you know this possible rapid on you know uh you know on ramping if you will of uh of guys trying to get ready in a hurry uh so that they can compete in the tournament that's this, this weekend and and i'm not uh, i'm not sitting here trying to to uh to blame anybody or anything like that because there's a certain segment of our game now where you know their livelihood is dependent on uh tournaments and their and in games and and having teams uh, but uh, and there also is a sense that there you know, wanting to try to provide some normalcy back to everybody's lives again. And, and uh, I know everybody's tired of being cooped up and shut it down. So I get it. No problem with that. The problem that I do have, though, is that we are putting a lot of kids out there to pitch that aren't ready to do it yet. Okay. And so I feel like that there's what I call a throwing shape. And unfortunately, it's something that takes a long time to build up. It's not something that's just going to happen overnight. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I remember, uh, you know, working with some kids here locally and, and uh, you know, I've guys started to get get to see it firsthand where as soon as they got out of the uh, quarantine side, they were like, OK, well, we're going to go play in a tournament in two weeks. So we got to get ready. And I tried to explain to them, it's not going to be enough time. I mean, you, you just you're not. But it's still not going to keep the kids from needing somebody to pitch for the game. It's still not going to keep the kids wanting to go out there and compete to the best of their abilities. It's still not going to keep the kid from wanting to throw as hard as they can. And it may not keep the coach from trying to let that kid throw for as long as he can in that game. And so I just really think that there we're, we're really playing with fire here. And we've really created kind of a potential tinderbox of a lot of arm injuries to occur. Now, having said all that, what do we do about it? Okay, so that's part of the reason why I wanted to shoot this episode. So what do we do about it? The first thing we've got to do is, if you followed me for a while, is that you know how I feel about pitch counts. I don't agree with them. I don't think that they're good for anything, really, except for possibly protecting a kid from their coach. Now, the way that I feel like you can overcome pitch counts, I have go through that in other episodes, and if you've read some of my books and some of my training and stuff, you'll find all of that stuff uh, in there. But one of the things that we need to do as pitching coaches is that we need to be able to know our players and we need to know the signs of fatigue because fatigue is the number one precursor to an injury occurring. When, when a kid starts to get tired, or if you were doing something and you started to get tired, your muscles are not going to be able to respond the 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 uh, the way that we're supposed to, and all of a sudden everything starts to get a little uncoordinated, if you will, or starts to break down. They can't they can't withhold the stress or the uh, the the force that you're putting on on them. And so what happens? Well, they eventually are going to give out or give up or they're going to break, and that's the things we don't want. So what you've got to do right now as a pitching coach first off is I think that you really need to understand the signs and signals of each individual pitcher and what it looks like for them to be starting to get fatigued. And then if all you and if anything if possible what I would really strongly encourage you to do is to have that idea of what it looks like for them for that individual when they start to get tired and then be ready to go to somebody else, okay. So that would be the first thing. So now we're we're not putting those kids in potential risk because they're uh, breaking down and getting tired. The second thing I would do is again, if you've followed me at all for a while, then you know uh, you probably are familiar very much with like my pitcher uh, rotation management charts. Uh, I. I just firmly believe that that is the way to operate um, I've used that same system all the way up through you know division one baseball and it has worked so um, I, I know that it is possible I remember reading a book um, from Tony La Russa, uh called uh, I believe it was three nights in August was the name of the book if you haven't read that by the way phenomenal book uh, really would encourage you to read that but there's a part in there uh, where he talks about how before the season began and they were looking at their roster that he and and Dave Duncan would, which was his pitching coach at the time, would sit down and basically map out all the games of the season and who they projected to be the starter. And now of course they they know trades happen. They know that guys get injured. They know uh, that guys performances go down. So they 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 knew going in that the chances of that you know that schedule being a hundred percent perfect was not realistic. It wasn't going to happen. But that wasn't why they did it. They did it so that they could create the plan. Because one of the things I've always said is that it's far easier to deviate and change when a plan is in place than if there is no plan and you're just winging it, shooting from the hip. Unfortunately, that's something that I see so much, and so we're trying to make sure that we can do anything we can to avoid that. So now, when we're getting back into it, okay, that this is this is a perfect time to find out on your team who can pitch, okay. You, some guys are going to surprise you, I promise you. All right, but this is this is a tryout for pitchers all the whole time. Everybody on their team's got to pitch. I, I honestly, kind of, really, at this point in time of the year, I, I almost really even don't even care what level you're at if you're at the high school level or the youth level. Everybody's got to pitch right now. Okay, if anything else, it's because you're you know one you're going to be exploring and trying to find out if maybe you've got a couple of more arms on there that you didn't even know about, and now you've just gotten better. You know, your team, your staff has just gotten better. But another reason why is because nobody, I think, is going to be in a situation where they're going to be able to go for very long before they start to get tired, okay? And even if they've thrown, maybe their overall conditioning and stamina is not there either, okay? And I'm seeing it on a regular basis. We've started back up here at the Texas Pitching Institute with our Apex program. We've got guys who are coming in that are uh, at all different levels of, you know, shape of what they've been able to do. Some guys have been able to, you know, to an extent be able to throw – All through the quarantine Um, but then when we get into our circuit workouts it blows them away real quick because they're they're not ready for that side of it then there's other guys that really this is the first time they've been able to pick up a ball in a couple of months and so they're kind of easing back into it all of these things have to be taken into account and I hope that you are understanding that and you're taking those things into account as well Um, probably maybe one of the last things that I would uh, touch on on this particular episode would be that if you haven't already I would strongly advise you to look at uh, either for your team or individually have your pitchers look at going and getting a, a, a product that I just absolutely think the world of. It's called the Training Sock and it's at Oats Specialties. Um, and uh, It's basically a black bag that's, that uh, you strap down around your wrist and you can hold a ball inside it. There's a little extra room from the end of your hand to the, to the end of the bag uh... and you will basically throw you make your regular throwing motion and you let go of the ball inside the bag and the bag catches the ball so you're in a sense playing catch with yourself But the beauty of this bag is that after you let go of a baseball the only thing that you have to slow down is the rest of your body and your arm when you put this bag on the things you have to slow down is the rest of your body, your arm, the ball, the weight of the bag, the velocity or energy in that ball as well. So what's happening is, is the back of your shoulder is having to work harder to stabilize and to uh, the, to uh, uh, decelerate the uh, the arm and everything in it, which is going to build up and strengthen the back of the shoulder, which we so badly need anyways. But especially at this time in the in our game and where we're at, we really need to be focusing on that as well. But this is something that your guys could do in their bedrooms every day, whether they're, you're traveling in a hotel room, they could do it before a game or before practice. They could be doing it first thing you know, when they wake up in the mornings. They could do it before they go to bed at night. They could do it multiple times throughout the day. They don't have to do it for very long. But they can do it throughout the day in the comfort of their bedroom if they wanted to, and that would allow them—excuse <coughs> me—all the things that they would need to build a good foundation again to start building up in, uh, the uh, the throwing stamina and the throwing shape uh, uh, to uh, that they need that we're so uh, all wanting to try to get back to as quickly as possible. Okay, so uh, but at the end of the day, this is the time to shine okay this is the time for pitching coaches like you to shine because everything about this is going to really revolve around you quite honestly because it's going to be your decision hopefully in the game it's going to be your opinion and your your guidance to the rest of the coaching staff, to the parents, potentially, depending on what level you're coaching at, to the rest of your players as to how all of this thing needs to be run. And if we do it the correct way, not only is it going to be a huge feather in your cap and there, and it's going to help you to continue to grow and develop as a pitching coach, but you're also going to be helping keep kids safe. You're probably also going to help get a lot of more guys better at the same time which was always good and uh, I just really see no downside to doing it if you go about this the right way okay so as always I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed making it for you I really appreciate everything that you guys are doing and I appreciate you being a part of this episode as well if there's anything I can do you can always contact me and I'll be happy to try to help you any way I can and with that I will see you in the next episode I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Pitching Secrets Podcast If you want to learn more secrets to enhancing your pitching coach abilities and add to your playbooks all while breaking free from the current status quo of today's coaching, then I want you to join me in my movement to becoming a pitching boss. To start, I'd like to give you a free 3-day masterclass for pitching coaches. In this masterclass, we will take a deep dive together on arm care, creating your daily routine and developing your pitching staff rotation. Go to bullpensecrets.com forward slash masterclass and sign up to get started today.